Today I want to continue on fighting the good fight of faith. And uh, one thing we need to understand is the place of authority that we're seated in. That is the number one thing that we need to understand in fighting the good fight of faith. And uh, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 7. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now he's saying here that uh, we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus in a place of authority. Now the enemy will try to come in and he'll try to tell you that you're not seated in that place or that he has authority over you and he can run shot over you and tell you what you have to do. But uh, what we have to do is stand in our place of authority, take our place and say, devil, I'm not allowing you to do anything in my life. Who gave you the authority to tell me how to do anything or what to do in any area? You have to say, I have authority over you. You're under my feet. I'm a part of the body of Christ. I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. And he has placed me in a place of authority with Jesus. I was raised together with him. And I have authority over you. And you have to do what I tell you to do. And I'm telling you, you have to leave and you have to get out of here and you have to shut your mouth. And also, you have to say, every maneuver that you are are trying to do against me, against my life, against my marriage, against my children, against me in any area, against our ministry, against our finances, every area of my life, devil, you have to take your hands off of it, and I command it in the name of Jesus. And then what happens is this. Let's read Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore, God also has it highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So when you speak forth the name of Jesus, the devil has to obey. He has no other choice. And what you have to do as a Christian, a born-again, new creature of Christ Jesus, seated in a place of authority, you have to tell him, say, you have to bow your name, your knee to the name of Jesus Christ. You bow your knee now, devil. You have to go, and you do not have a choice. Don't give him any choice. And then when you speak it, you say, well, that is done. He's gone because he didn't have any other choice. Then when you believe it and you speak it forth, then what happens is it's as if Jesus Christ were speaking himself because you have authority in his name. He doesn't have any other choice and do not give him one. Now, a lot of times people try to say, well, I thought he left. I told him to leave in Jesus name, but he didn't leave. Yes, he did. You just think he didn't. He tries to convince you that he didn't have to or that he didn't, but he did. 
He had to obey that name. He didn't have any other choice and do not give him a choice. Sometimes we don't, then we think, well, I, I don't feel like he left. It doesn't matter what you feel like. He had to leave. Well, it doesn't look, it doesn't matter what it He had to leave no matter what when you use his name. Because the name of Jesus, the name above every name, he doesn't have any other choice, but he has to leave. Because we have the right to use the name of Jesus, the name above every name. And sometimes we don't put enough emphasis on the power behind that name because he is the supreme being in this universe the father god gave him that that name is above every name he said I, he gave jesus that name it's above every other name in heaven and earth and beneath the earth that will mean in heaven that will mean on the earth and in hell he has all authority he's got all authority everywhere that name is spoken it has all authority and you have to understand you have to believe it you have to say the authority in that name no one else has it no other name above the name of jesus exists but the name of jesus is above every name sickness has a name poverty has a name need has a name Satan has a name. Demon spirits have a name. But we can also use that same authority to call in finances and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you for so much. Tell him how much you need and call it in. And then say, angels, I commission you to go out and bring those finances in. In Jesus' name. And... Devil, I command you to take your hands off of my money. It is mine now, and it comes to me now. Believe you receive it, it is yours. And when you use the name of Jesus, guess what? It happens. It takes place. You just have to believe in that name and put the right emphasis on that name. Because when you do, it everything changes. There is no other thing that takes place except complete change when you speak forth the word of god into any situation and you use the name of jesus things change because he says in isaiah 55 my word shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish the thing that i sent it to do and when you use the name that's above every other name in that situation then guess what? The word produces and the name of Jesus produces and you have the result that you're looking for. And there are no other ways to look at it. And you have to keep your mind on that, focused on that, that I've used the word of God. I've used the name of Jesus. It is effectively working in my situation and that situation has totally changed. And you say it and you keep saying it until you see it with the natural eye because in the spirit realm, it's, it's happening. Angels are working on your behalf. The Holy Spirit's working on your behalf. The Lord Jesus Christ is working on your behalf. Everything is working on your behalf in that area and in that manner. 
to cause everything to take place. So that's how you have to use the good part of faith and say, it doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what I feel. I only believe what God's word says. And I believe the power behind the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's look at Colossians chapter 2, 13 through 14. And you being dead in your trespasses and in, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, that was contrary to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. He took the law and nailed it to the cross. Verse 15, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. He said he disarmed principalities and powers. That means he took Satan and all his demon spirits and he disarmed them of their power. He disarmed them of all the authority that they had on this earth. He disarmed them. If you're a born again child of God, he has no authority over you in any area. You have all authority over him. He disarmed them. He took them and stripped them of their power. He took all of it away. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. The only tool that the devil has against you at all is a lie. He'll lie to you to try to get you to believe a lie, and you have to make a choice. This is one of the greatest, the greatest tools in walking the good fight of faith out is you have to make a choice. Do I believe God's word? Or do I believe what the devil says? Now you, and that's real easy to make that choice, isn't it? That's the easiest choice you'll ever make is whether you believe God's word or believe what the devil says. And he'll try to put symptoms on your body, in your body, or try to make circumstances look like that God's word isn't true. But you have to make a choice of going, okay, is that what the word of God says about this situation? Or is it what the circumstance says about this situation? Which one do I believe? Well, you believe the word of God. And you believe what you've spoken into the spirit realm. And then you have to take it and walk it out. you got to walk that out. And then the Holy Spirit will help us in our fight. If we look in Isaiah 59, so they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he will come in, this is in the Amplified Version, for he will come in like a narrow rushing stream which the breath of God drives, overwhelming the enemy. A Redeemer Messiah will come to Zion and to those in Jacob who turn from transgression, declares the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit which is upon you, writing the law of God on the heart, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouths of your true spiritual children, nor from the mouth of your children's children, says the Lord from now and forever. Now what he's saying here is that the Holy Spirit will lift up a standard against the enemy, and the standard that he raises up against him is the word of God coming forth out of your mouth. And when you speak forth the word of God out of your mouth, he raises up a standard against him and puts him to flight. He puts him to fight. He puts him to flight. 
with the rushing stream that the breath of God drives. And he overwhelms the enemy. And he destroys him because of the anointing that's upon the word of God. The word of God is so anointed it, and the anointing destroys every yoke. And when you speak forth the name of Jesus and the word of God into that situation, the Holy Spirit raises up a standard against the enemy and puts him to flight. He takes him and he he takes him and he takes every situation and he puts he puts the enemy to flight and says, Get out of here. And they fear the name of the Lord. He says that they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. They fear his name. They fear you. The demon spirits in, on earth, they fear you just like they would if they was to see the Lord Jesus Christ himself. 